Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Denver Broncos are gearing up for Sunday's matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs, and we'll give you the tail of the tape lookup at some of the key matchup statistics. Going into this game, plus we'll take you behind the scenes inside the Broncos locker room and get you players' thoughts on the buildup for this week's game. You're going to get all that and a cup of coffee in this morning's brand new episode. Good morning, Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. Welcome into another installment of GMB, your daily Denver Broncos conversation. Hopefully you have a cup of coffee or have some breakfast alongside with us every single day. Mile High Sports YouTube page, 9 o'clock a.m. Mountain Time on weekdays. I'm Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter for Mile High Sports. And real quick, want to give everybody a shout out. Thank you so much for tuning in and consuming the content that we have over here on Mile High Sports. Mile High Sports is every team Every day we have the Pickaxe and Roll podcast hosted by Ryan Blackburn, our Denver Nuggets beat reporter. You also get the Hockey Mountain High podcast with Arif Dean covering the undefeated Colorado Avalanche. They're off to a great start on the season. You want all the coverage and all the content about Denver Nuggets, Colorado Avalanche, Denver Broncos. You get all that stuff here on MHS. So do us a favor, hit that subscribe button so you never miss out. And a special shout out to our friends over there at Superbook Sports for sponsoring today's episode of the show Going on and obviously going through the buildup of this weekend's game here for the Denver Broncos, we always like to take a look at a tell of the tape. What do the numbers say? What are the key storylines going into it? Now, first off, I think we can talk about the practice report from yesterday. The Broncos right now at a very, very good spot in terms of their health status going into Sunday's game. The only player who did not participate that was on the active roster was running back and special teams ace Dwayne Washington, who popped up with a knee designation. He did not participate, and we'll see where he's at on Thursday's practice and also Friday's practice. Baron Browning was a full participant with a wrist designation. He's ready to rock and roll and go here against Casey. He just wants to get more reps, knock a little bit of the rust off of him uh, from you know being able to play in his first game this past week. The explosiveness, the burst, and the strength is there for Baron, so he could be a little bit of a nice wrinkle added into the mix here for the Broncos this week against Kansas City. And Justin Simmons still, once again, we're, we talk about that groin injury that he dealt with in training camp. He's just going through the maintenance part of it. He was a limited participant in Wednesday's practice. So Broncos healthy right now, and that's a good sign. I think at this juncture, I, I want to try to reflect. I think Denver had so many different injuries at this time last year, right before the NFL trade deadline. And we were all sitting here wondering, like, what are they going to do? How is this going to impact what they decide to do in the NFL trade deadline? And uh, you know, it, it was what it was, especially at outside linebacker. Denver, I remember, was decimated from an injury standpoint, and then they traded away Bradley Chubb. That was a little bit of a tough thing for them to have to try to overcome, and unfortunately, it didn't work out for them. And Baron Browning, at, you know, after the trade deadline, did get hurt. He had, I think it was the hip injury or knee injury initially that had popped up there. So we'll see where things are at. I mean, obviously, Denver in a good spot. And we know Kansas City, they're going to be without Nick Bolton, one of their key linebackers. He had an interception on Russell Wilson in that first matchup on Thursday night football just a couple of weeks ago, but they're also healthy for the most part too coming into this game. So this is going to be a challenge here for Denver. It's going to be a cold afternoon kick out there. So if you're planning on making the game, make sure you dress warm 
for the occasion here. But let's take a look at the tail of the tape, some of the key numbers here. I think when you look at where Denver's at versus where Kansas City is at in terms of time of possession, the Broncos ranked dead last at 32nd in the NFL in terms of T.O.P., holding on to the ball for an average of 27 minutes and two seconds. You look at Kansas City, they're ranked fourth right now in the NFL in terms of time of possession, 32 minutes and 26 seconds. So they possess the football quite a bit. They have long drives. Obviously, they have the ability to hit the explosive plays early on and have shorter drives. But the fact that they seem a little bit more well-balanced here, that they're commanding time of possession, they're driving down, they're taking a lot of time off the clock, and then they're scoring that's problematic for any team that tries to face them. So I think that's a key metric to take a look at here. So let's take a look here at the Broncos offense in comparison to the Kansas City Chiefs defense. Denver is the 21st ranked offense right now in the NFL, averaging 311 yards on the ground. The Chiefs defense, they're the seventh best defense right now in the NFL in terms of yards allowed per game. They're only allowing 294.6 yards per game. And we all know that first matchup that Denver had against KC Denver's offense going at a halftime at 94 total yards of offense. They only got 103 yards after that in that second half. So not very productive there, but that's a byproduct of how good the Kansas City Chiefs defense is playing right now. They're a top 10 defense in a lot of the key major categories, and I'll go over those right now. They're eighth in yards per play, only allowing 4.91 yards per play. They're second in the NFL right now defensively in points allowed per game. They're only allowing 15 points per game. Like I, I've said it before, and I've said it on record, this Kansas City Chiefs defense this year might be the best defense they've had in the last seven to eight years. And that, I think, is a little bit of a scary thought considering how well they're playing, how healthy they are right now. And on top of that, their offense, as we all know, is very, very dangerous. So that makes things very, very problematic for the rest of the AFC and even for the Broncos going into this matchup. They're only allowing opposing quarterbacks to pass for an average of 188.9 yards per game. That's good right now for sixth in the NFL. They're, they're third in fumble recoveries. They have six fumble recoveries on the year. They're ninth in takeaways. They've had nine take uh, 11 takeaways so far this season. And they're also seventh in sacks. They've only, they've accumulated 22 total sacks on the defensive side of the ball. So when we flip it to the inverse and we look at where the Broncos offense is in comparison to these categories here, well, you look at where Denver's at right now, and offensively, they are averaging a top 10, 5.61 yards per play right now. So they're ranked seventh in the NFL in that category. They're averaging 21.1 points per game right now, which is good for 19th in the NFL. They're averaging 111 yards on the ground. That's 17th in the NFL, and they're passing for 199.4 yards per game, which is good for 22nd. And they've only had four passes intercepted this season. So that's good for sixth in the NFL. Denver's done a really good job. Russell Wilson's done a pretty good job of holding on to that. And ideally, thinking about it too, you look at where uh, things went wrong for Russ in that one game. I mean, this statistic would be better. He threw two interceptions against Kansas City. So ideally, if he didn't have that, he'd be coming in with two picks thrown so far on the season. Denver has lost seven fumbles though this season, which puts them at about 27th right now in the NFL. 11 giveaways, 21st. But he's all the Broncos offense has allowed 20 total sacks so far on Russ this season. We know in that last game against the Chiefs, it was not pretty. Denver was struggling in pass protection. Mike McGlinchey on the right side. We'll hear from him a little bit later on here in this morning's installment of GMB. But Denver's going to have to be better in those regards and in those categories. I think like if you look at where Denver's in the green at, I mean, special teams is is it now. Gross punting average, they're ranked 28th, but that's a little deceptive because you think about situations. If you're a punter and you're 
punting it up and you're let's say you're at like your own 40 yard line or your 50 yard line you're not trying to punt it really high you're trying to punt it to where it's going to land inside the 20 bounce inside the 10 so your net gross is always going to be a little bit different right so I, I don't read too much into that riley dixon has been fantastic for denver this season he has had maybe one or two punts you're like ah you want that back but for the most part he's been good but denver right now in terms of punt return average they rank first in the NFL, averaging 18.5 yards per return. Thank you, Marvin Mims, for that. You talk about punt return average against Denver seventh right now. They're only allowing teams to get on average 6.8 yards per return against them in the punt return game. Their kickoff return average is first in the NFL, 35.2, and their kickoff return average against. They're allowing 20 yards per kick return, seventh in the NFL, and obviously top 10 in field goal percentage, 92.3. You look at Harrison Butker and the Chiefs, they're ranked first right now in field goal percentage. He's been pretty good, and he's nailed some long field goals. So we'll see where things are at when this matchup comes to a blow head-to-head -head in the final matchup between the Broncos and the Kansas City Chiefs this upcoming Sunday and Power Field at Mile High. And that is your tail of the tape here as we look at it as it stands here. But Broncos country, we're going to get into some post-practice locker room footage. You're going to get some insight from several players like Alex Singleton, Jerry Judy, Mike McGlinchey, and also P.J. Locke. You're going to get that on today's episode of GMB. Let me tell you about our friends over there, Superbook Sports. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book. That's Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports is the book next door, just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure that you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now Superbook, they'll give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code MILEHIGH. So bet with the best and use promo code MILEHIGH this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Broncos country. Following practice yesterday at the Centura Health Training Center, we got to go in the locker room and talk to players about this week's game, about some of the storylines impacting the team this week. And I feel like we should definitely start things off here by kind of taking a look at, okay, we already know about the, the Kareem Jackson suspension reduced from four games to two I thought P.J. Locke actually had some pretty good points of emphasis on it. And, and look, a lot of players came out around the NFL. A lot of players came out on the Broncos in support of Kareem Jackson. Because a lot of people are attaching a dirty label to him. That's simply not the case. Here's P.J. Locke's thoughts on the Kareem Jackson hit. And maybe, like, what, what do players do? Like, what is the expectation for players in a situation to play defense in today's league? We like I said, just the fact that it looked bad. He hits hard. He, he delivers the blow. And he's a bigger guy, so you got to come with something to you. I mean, I, I, don't, I, I don't have words. I don't have words. Wish we were able to like, actually break the film down and just tell us what we need to do. You know, tell us what we need to do. Don't say don't you know don't do this and don't teach us. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's the only thing. So everybody's back and everybody said it was a clean hit around here. You know, if it was a bad hit, then we'd be like, hey bro, you gotta go low. Then then if he go low and take somebody knee out and blow their knee out, then he's a he's a dirty player. So I I, I don't know. I don't know what you do in the situation. I don't know. He's just playing football. So, you know, like I said, when he gets back, he's going to be in that situation three or four times a game. So I don't know what you do with this PJ's spot on there. I mean, that's the nature of the game. Like these guys are put in those situations where they have to make tackles, make big hits, and people are like, oh, we'll just wrap up. It's not always that. Sometimes you got to hit somebody, right? And Kareem's been playing the same way for 14 years and has never had the label of a dirty player. I'm with you. Free Jack. 
I think it's ridiculous. But, you know, Justin Simmons, I thought, said it best that the label that's been attached to, to Kareem is absolute BS. And he said a lot of things, too. And the NFL has got a long ways to go, I think, before they find the balance equity and how they dole out punishments and what they deem is finable versus suspendable, things like that. Just another nature of you know how crazy and lopsided some of the stuff that goes on behind the disciplinary aspect of the National Football League here. But you know, aside from that, PJ was also asking, you know, what do you what do you do as a player? Like you play the position, how do you adjust? And unfortunately, the NFL doesn't give any guidelines out. They just say like, don't do it. That's the only thing that pisses me off about the situation. So I understand. You know, I understand like the disciplinary action you got to take and trying to protect the offensive players. I get that 100. percent But I treat him like they treat him. I, I don't. I don't. Know. I'm with PJ on that. They wanted to make an example of the Kareem Jackson, and uh, unfortunately they did. And look, he's going to miss these next two games. He's going to miss Kansas City. He's going to miss the Buffalo Bills Monday night football game after the bye week here. But we also got to hear from Broncos inside linebacker Alex Singleton, who, look, uh, him and Josie Jewell together this season have been very, very good. Now, right now, the Broncos defense is finding their groove, and now they're at a point where, okay, now they're finding ways to get off the field on third down. They're finding ways to hold opponents out of the red zone. Their communication is much cleaner, but it's also tough too because you're also playing a duo between Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey that are very tough. Like These guys could play football in the dark, turn off the lights in the stadium, and still have a, you know, a 100% catch rate. That's how good this dynamic is, and nobody in the NFL has solved them. But for the Broncos, Singleton acknowledges that finding a way to reduce that is their biggest key to victory. Kelsey and you know Mahomes are kind of playing at a different level, especially for the last few weeks. So, you know, you you got to eliminate that, and you know it starts to stop in the run against any team, and then uh, you know eliminating eighty-seven, you know, help a lot against this team. Everyone's still searching for a way to eliminate number eighty-seven, and the thing is, is and I think NFL Live on ESPN did a great job of actually pinpointing this. They actually do not like Travis Kelsey does not always run the right route. And that's by design, right? And there's a communication and a rapport with him and Mahomes where, okay, if, if there's a safety that's covering Kelsey and he's lined up inside leverage and he, they have an inside route that's going to break at some point there, depending on if that safety goes down, they already have it like this rapport and chemistry with one another to where, okay, hey, if that safety goes down, I'm just going to run outside. I'm going to sit or I'm going to run a corner route. Like they, they have this weird dynamic to them, but you know what? That's... <laughs> You see all the great quarterbacks have that with one of their receiving options, and, and Kelsey and Mahomes, they are very, very hard to stop. I mean, you talk about high volume and production. I mean, they get that, right? And when you focus your efforts to try to take away Travis Kelsey, then they have other guys that can hurt you, like Rasheed Rice. Obviously, Marquez Valdez-Scantling is coming off of a big game against the Los Angeles Chargers, and then they also just re-added McCole Hardman back into the mix. So Denver's going to have their work cut out for them here this week, and uh, obviously it's going to be a cold game. And you know, Alex Singleton was asked something along the lines of how do you feel about the cold weather? Well, you know, for him, he's used to playing in the cold, but he tells Broncos and bring a jacket. Yeah, I love it. I'm just, uh, you know, going playing in Montana and Canada, I'm, I'm pretty used to it. I don't, it's 35 even, that's not cold yet. It's still bus freezing. <laughs> it is for some of the fans in the stands. Yeah, just show up, bring a jacket, you'll be fine. Show up, bring a jacket, you'll be fine. Alex is one of the best dudes to talk to inside that locker room, but obviously, you know, he plays with his hair on fire. This week is going to be big for Denver. You know, we talk so much about flipping the switch. Can the Broncos flip the switch against Kansas City? A win could give them momentum to go on a run in the second half of the season, despite them starting off two and five, which is not ideal. Their room for error is very, very small. 
and it makes things a little more difficult for their path to try to battle out of it. But Denver can find a way to flip the switch and get a win. It could be big for them this for the rest of the season here. But let's also go to Broncos offensive tackle Mike McGlinchey, who met with us in the locker room. Now, the last time the Broncos had to create a game plan, it was coming off of a Sunday night game where they played the New York Jets, and not necessarily Sunday night, Sunday afternoon, where they were playing the New York Jets, and then they had to go around and turn it around for a Thursday night football matchup against Kansas City. Mike McGlinchey talked about whether or not that type of game that they had initially, where it wasn't the best and obviously probably not very good for the Broncos offense, what they can do to learn from that and how it can impact this week's matchup in their game preparation against Kansas City. Uh, I think so. I, obviously, it was a short week, and I don't know if anybody was at their full, you know, full stuff on a Thursday night. But um, obviously, have more time to absorb the game plan, more time to actually get a game plan in. Um, I think it'll be, you know, a great battle. Obviously, I don't think any, I don't, I really don't think that much of what happened on Thursday night is going to have an effect on on this weekend. It's going to be a new battle, um, and uh, just you know, you got to win your matchups, and um, and that's all it comes down to. Well, and that's the thing is Denver didn't win their matchups in that first game against Kansas City. Kansas City defensively, they made it very difficult for the offense to get into rhythm. They created a lot of pressure on the backside pressure against Russell Wilson. You know, even on the outside edge, Mike McGlinchey struggled in this game. So you got to hope that, hey, hopefully that first game doesn't have any impact on this game here. Obviously, Denver has more time to put some stuff in here. I'm very curious to see what Sean Payton is going to come out with. And one guy, obviously, who is a big headlined going into that Thursday night football game against the Kansas City Chiefs, Jerry Judy. He also met with the media, and he talked to us about facing them two times in the span of three weeks. You know, um, we played them before, just like a week a week before, so, you know, you understand their tendencies and what they like to do and what they don't like to do. So, you know, we just adjust from the last game and just do what we need to do for this game to uh, improve much better. I think a lot of it has to start with the route concepts that Denver has. You know, I thought Dan Orlovsky did a great job breaking down after that game what Kansas City did. I mean, Denver would go to a trips formation left. They'd run similar route concepts, and it was just easy for Kansas City to take away the leverage of being outside because Denver would try to run outside routes to the sticks, and they were already on top of it. Russell Wilson had nowhere to go. Nobody was getting open. Pressure was all around him. Kansas City is going to try to replicate that same exact model here this upcoming week, but you know how you can counteract that? A very, very good balance of run. That's what Denver needs to do with Jaleel McLaughlin, Javante Williams, Samaj P. Ryan. Continue to utilize these three guys in the way that you kind of did last week against the Green Bay Packers. We'll see where Denver is at with it going forward here. But Broncos Country will have you covered on tomorrow's episode of Good Morning Broncos with the latest practice report, injury updates, and more. Some of the storylines, key matchups to watch for, keys to victory. You're going to get all that. And tomorrow's brand new GMB. Appreciate you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day.